You put me on this platform to tell the truth. Yeah. Speak to me when I be speaking to the youth. Yo, welcome to the Question Mindset Podcast, home for building a six, seven, eight multi-figure mindset through the power of a question. I'm your host, Olivier, or better known as Oliver J. Darcy's. Today is going to be a special episode. We're actually going to get into the wealth aspects of life. You know, we're going to be talking about money. We're going to be talking about business, growth, and structure. But today, we're going to get a little more practical, and we're going to start with the foundation first, and we're going to get into talking about the three basic steps or the three beginning steps that's going to lead you into having, you know, financial literacy. Because I realized lately that not everybody is well in tune or well versed with financial literacy for themselves, and this is going to be an episode catered to that. Now, I'm here with my man, Mike. This guy, Mike, is, I thought he was a lot younger, but this, this guy is, uh, is, is, is a wise, he's, he's still a wise young man. He has a lot of knowledge to give. He, he has a thriving business. His journey is amazing. And, you know, Mike, tell the people who you are, what do you do, things like that, so they can, you know, get a sense of who you are. Well, first off, thank you for having me on your pod. Um, I'm not even 30 yet, so I'm not old. <laughs> he, looks, he looks the same age as me, man. 22, right? 22, 23. Um, no, but my name is Mike. Um, the team lead for the Mike Molina team, Highlands Residential Mortgage. We are the uh, number one team for our company in Florida. We are top 10 for our company in the nation in terms of the production that we do. Um, and I'm just excited to be here and um, give you guys as much information as I can. So definitely. So you're, so do you only have the mortgage company? Is that the main thing that you do? Or do you have like other passions or other you know, hobbies that you do as well? So my main focus is my team. That is my bread and butter in terms of the, uh, the production that we do. Um, I do have uh, an investment property looking to get another one. I do, oh, amen. Yeah, I do have a business funding business on the side. Um, and I also do a lot of um, uh, volunteer work for organizations that I'm in. Um, for NARAB, National Association of Real Estate Brokers, um, the second vice president for the South Florida Board. And I am the founding president of the Young Realtors Division, which is just younger real estate agents um, that are part of NARAB. Um, being able to kind of join that branch as well. So, Got you. so tell them what 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 Nira, what NIRAB is. This is my second time hearing about it. I know we talked briefly about it the first time we met. So you have a mortgage business. You have business. You do business funding as well. So tell people about NIRAB. Like what what is our mission and vision? Because it seems like you like to pour into a lot of people. Yeah, like everything you do. So uh, NIRAB is the one of the oldest uh, trades. It is. Um, it was made. It was founded in nineteen forty seven. It was founded at a time where um, black people or minorities in general couldn't become realtors. So a lot of people talk about being a realtor without understanding that's trademark. When you get your license, you're considered a real estate agent. A realtor is a real estate agent who pays their dues to the National Association of Realtors. Yeah. And NAR is the one that provides the MLS and um, all of these tools specifically for um, their members who are realtors. Mm -hmm. And at a time where minorities and black people could not be part of that organization, NAREB was founded. And mm. since then, NAREB has been pushing for democracy and housing is really what our mission is. And so uh, making sure that we close the wealth gap, um, doing what we can, yeah, doing what we can in Washington to switch guidelines um, and things like that. So NAREB um, was very heavily responsible for 
the mortgage insurance change uh, earlier this year through FHA. Uh Um, They were also uh, heavily involved in the student loan guideline changes for FHA as well. Wow. A lot of that was because NARAD.
previous episodes, we talked about in anything you do, you have to develop your why, you have to develop all these things to give you the fuel to want to do the activity that's going to net you the money you need to take care of your family, that's going to net you to follow and be under your purpose. So I'm glad that you had your why and your why was that clear. Mm -hmm. Now, would you say it was all worth it, like the whole journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It took me a long time to forgive my uncles off of that restaurant because I only just hovered over it. There was a lot of stuff that happened that it took me a very long time for for me to even get back to having conversations with my family in general. Um, So it was was a tough, tough road, but absolutely. I mean, if you tell me that this is where I end up again, Mm -hmm. I'd probably still be with it. That's dope. That's Mm -hmm. dope. So tell me this. You know, you was managing your finances. You was in debt. You was you was maxed out your credit cards, you had a lot going on with your finances. And I'm sure that came with lessons in to where you are now, where you're helping people now with their finances. You're closing the wealth gap with other individuals and other class of people. What would you say is the first thing? Because at the end of the day, I want to talk to people, but I want to give them three foundational keys or foundational steps into building their financial literacy. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the first thing you learned in that regards on this journey as you started increasing your finances and using from the from the bottom to the ground up? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think living below your means is going to be the most obvious answer I can give anybody because I learned how to do that very well at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you learn a lot, honestly, you learn a lot more about financial literacy when you're making money because you catch yourself sometimes overspending Oh my God, I'm glad so you said that. I've had to take a step back, even this year, where I've kind of looked at all my all my liabilities that, that I have now and kind of working backwards. I mean, thankfully, I've been in rooms where I've learned about having a financial advisor. So I have one who takes mm-hmm. money every single month from me, puts it into investment accounts. Yeah, um, I like that. Know, I have my 401k. So I always, I always have money that's being put aside without me even touching it it just comes as soon as my, my check comes that money gets put aside okay um so i have that but i think that this as you continue to get more money it's harder to be able to it's a little bit harder to be able to manage it because you now want to say oh, you know i can do this i can do that i can do that but you got to be able to take a step back and realize that you don't have an infinite amount of money yeah so because of that i think another thing that i can tell people is Making sure that you put money aside, right? Got you. So, so you said the first thing you said before you before you talked about putting money aside. You mentioned live below your means. The first point that I have was people don't even know where their means are. Mm-hmm. They're scared to look at their money. They're scared to look at their budget. They don't even have a budget. So the first step that I would tell people, you know, from my perspective, is to create a budget. Mm-hmm. Know what know what your means are by because I always love to give this example, which is called a wealth chest, right? Where it's three boxes, one big box, two small boxes. One small box is your monthly expenses. That's what you call your burn rate. And then the other box is what you call your safe. That's what that's your six months of your savings. You already had that habit because when you started that business, that re- you got into real estate, you mm-hmm. had three months. And you knew what that three months is because you knew what, you, what your monthly bills were. So you have that burn rate. You have that safe. And the philosophy is once you understand these things, of course, you can save $1,300, right? And, but in worst case scenario, that $1,300 can be $800 if you want to live below your means, which is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So in this wealth chest philosophy, this is how you create your budget in there. You spend time. You be real with yourself as far as what your budget is, what you're spending money on, what you should, what you shouldn't. You have that reserved. And whenever you get paid, you fill that up. 
any excess you have over your bills and you immediately put it into your safe. <laughs>